Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here this evening. It seems like it's been a while since I've actually um, did the Tuesday night Bible studies, and I apologize for that. Um, Last week I was just really just beat to the core and really exhausted and tired and probably should have did it anyways, but I chose not to. And that's my fault. Um, <clears throat> and uh, this week, so we did it this week, and uh, so we're doing it tonight. Um, but just so everyone knows, um, after tonight, um, I'm going to be taking next week off. Okay, so there will be no Fishers of Men broadcast next week because um, I'm going to be taking off uh, for vacation, mini vacation, as you will. So we will resume. So after tonight, we will resume uh, two weeks from tonight, and uh, we will actually begin the book of James uh, two weeks from tonight. So again... Uh, there will be no Fishers of Men broadcast next Tuesday. I will be taking off. Um, let's see here. What else? Also wanted to let you all know, um, I do have some unspoken prayer requests. <coughs> and they're for me. Um, there's some... There are some good things that the Lord is doing in my life, and... There is um, a particular direction where I kind of feel like the Lord is leading me. Um, so if you can pray for me on that, um, I'm not going to give too much information. Um, but there's just some things the Lord's just sort of been, um, I feel like the Lord is working. And um, I feel like there's a, there's a direction uh, that the Lord has taken me. So I'm praying about it and thinking and praying about it um so you pray for me on that i'm not going to say what it is uh for those of you that are watching um and do know what it is great um i just do ask don't don't advertise it so but you'll know what to pray for me for okay <coughs> and um so y'all pray for me um pray for uh my ministry pray for um, just God's leading in my life. Um, that's about as specific as I'm going to get. Um, probably the most accurate too. So do pray for God's leading in my life. Um, pray for the ministry. Um, I don't usually do a whole lot of shout outs, but we, I do, we, uh, we actually do have a, uh, we do have another subscriber to the, to, uh, the ministry channel so that's a really uh, a blessing to see um and my prayer and hope is the word of god gets out um i hope and pray that you guys are uh i hope and pray that you guys are sharing these videos uh with others um please do don't wait for my uh please don't wait for me to uh give permission um because you have my permission okay so please feel free to get these videos out and um please do share these with others as the lord directs amen
And, um, so, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> now, Friday, uh, we will have a Friday night fellowship. So, um, we're going to be doing Friday night, Friday night fellowship at 7 o'clock, um, 7 p.m. Central Time, Friday night fellowship, and, uh, when I do come back from my break, we I will uh, get back into Sunday uh, evening preaching. Um, kind of depends <coughs> how things go and stuff like that. So you pray for me on that. Um, but I uh, so we got to get back into that as well. Okay. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, and so tonight we're going to be getting into our our last chapter, guys. This is our last chapter. This is we're going to be getting into First Peter chapter five, and uh, it's actually only fourteen verses long. Okay, so it's not a lengthy chapter, um, but we've got a lot of scripture to go through. So I don't know how long this is going to take. Okay, so you pray for me. You pray. For the message, pray for those who, uh, you know, you come across these videos. <clears throat> and uh, pray that God will be glorified in all this. Amen. So. I think we'll go ahead and get started with our Bible study. Um, if, you have your, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 5 <clears throat> first peter chapter 5 and we will start in verse 1 first peter chapter 5 starting in verse 1 it says the elders which are among you i exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd <coughs> shall appear... Ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Now, um, so we'll stop right there and we will pick up here in verse 5 shortly. Now, in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now we see here that in verse 1, it says, The elders which are among you, I exhort who am also an elder and a witness. Okay, so the Apostle Paul 
is not just a is not just an elder, but he's also a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Okay? Now, in our lives, we run a race. We're all running a race. As born-again Christians, we are running a race. Not to see who gets done first. Okay? But we are running a race back home to heaven. Okay? And while we run, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, We're foreseeing, we also are compassed. <coughs> With so great a cloud of witnesses. Okay. Now I can be wrong. So don't take me. Don't take me at my word for this. But I do believe. That the witnesses. That were so compassed about. Okay. I believe. The witnesses are those that are mentioned. In. Um, Hebrews chapter 11. The hall of faith. But I think there's also a lot more. You know, in which, you know, all the saints and the apostles, you know, but we see that I personally think that the, the, the great cloud of witnesses could be talking about those that are mentioned in Hebrews 11. And again, that is the great hall of faith. Okay, now it says here, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which doth so easily beset us. You know, when you're running a race, when you have weights on, it slows you down, okay? And it slows you down to the point where you have all that weight on you, and it's weighing you down, okay? That's what sin does. Sin weighs us down, okay? So... The, um, the, the writer of Hebrews is um, admonishing us that while we run our race to get back home, we are to lay aside every weight and the sin, okay, and the sin, which does so easily beset us. Which should show you that just because God gives us grace does not give us a license to sin. And empower grace is what helps us to helps empower us to live a holy life. And we are to run laying aside our sins, our weights that beset us. We're to Press towards the mark of a high calling in Christ Jesus, forgetting those things which are behind. Pressing forward towards the mark of a high of a high calling in Christ Jesus. Amen. So that is where we need to be focused on. It's forward, not backwards. <coughs> now in Acts chapter 11, verse 29 through 30, it says, Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. 
which also they did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. In Luke chapter 24, verses uh, 46 to 48, it says, And he said unto them, Thus it is written, And thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are witnesses of these things. Amen. In Acts chapter 20, verse 20 to 28, <coughs> Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Okay, this is directed towards pastors and church leadership. More so pastors. We see that in this verse, okay, that pastors <coughs> are to take heed <coughs> unto ourselves and to all the flock. The flock is the church. Okay? A pastor is an overseer. <coughs> and this we are commanded here to feed the church of God. The church of God is made up... Okay. Where two or more gathered in his name, he's in the midst of, of them, right? So, we need to feed... Pastors need to feed the flock of God. They need to feed the church of God. Well, okay. But we also see that we're not to oversee and feed. Okay, but we also see that Christ hath purchased, he hath purchased the church and the flock with his own blood. And there's a warning given here that Paul gives. I think, if I remember correctly, this is what this is where Paul is talking. Um, he says that after he departs, that there would be grievous wolves to enter in, not sparing the flock. So we see the 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 emphasis of how a bishop needs to protect and to feed the flock of God. Amen. We're to oversee, pastors are to oversee the flock. They are to oversee the flock. They are to protect the flock because there are wolves and serpents that get in and the pastor needs to take the rod and smack those things out of the fold. Amen. So pastors have a high calling. To be a pastor, a pastor is a high calling. Very high calling. Amen. Now, speak with with that said, 
First Timothy chapter three, verses two through three. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. Okay, we also see here as the deacons for in verses 8 through 9 in 1 Timothy 3. It says, likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. We also see this here in, in Titus chapter one, verse seven: For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God. Not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre. Those are the qualifications of the bishop and deacon. Okay, now, <coughs> John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto them, Feed my lambs. He saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. So you see that there is an emphasis of feeding the sheep. Pastors are to protect and feed the sheep. But if the pastor is away and the deacon steps up to, to help out, the deacon also has that responsibility to preach the word of God, to preach the pure doctrine from the word of God, to not defile... To not defile the sheep or the pulpit while the pastor is away. So both the pastor and the deacon both have a responsibility to feed the sheep and to protect the sheep. And to keep the sheep within the fold. Amen. Now, obviously the deacons are usually the ones to step up if the pastor is away or if he is <clears throat> away or out of the pulpit and cannot, you know, speak. The, 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 the deacon is kind of like the one that covers for the pastor. That's the deacon's job. Okay. Now, in Numbers chapter 18, verse 7, it says, Thou... Therefore thou and thy sons with thee shall keep your priest's office, 
for everything of the altar and within the veil, and ye shall serve. I have given your priest's office unto you as a service of gift. And the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6-7, through 7, it says, And ye become... <coughs> And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word and much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Philippians chapter 3 verse 17. <coughs> Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have for us as in samples. Now, an ensample is basically being an example, okay? So the question I have for you is, are you an ensample to lost, lost people? Does your life reflect the Word of God? We ought to reflect, our lives need to reflect the faith in which we placed in. If we say we placed our faith in Christ, our lives must reflect the faith that we have in Christ, but also the works should exemplify the faith that we have in Him. Our lives should be a testament for people to read so that when people look at you, they see you as one who truly follows Christ, which again shows that you need to live a separated and holy life. We are to be in samples. In John chapter 13, verse 14 through 16, If I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. In John chapter 10, verse 11 through 14, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. And First Peter chapter 2, verse 25, it says, For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. And that is Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25, it says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. And 1 Peter chapter 3, verse, uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, 
and that fadeth not away, reserved for you, reserved in heaven for you. Listen, if you guys are born again tonight and you put your faith and trust in Christ, you have an incorruptible inheritance. It means that your inheritance will never corrupt. If you are a born-again Christian, you have an incorruptible inheritance that you will inherit when you go home to be with the Lord. Amen? And that is something that we can all look forward to. So remember, no matter what you go through, no matter what trials and tribulations you face, just remember that when you go through these things, that you it is it, you have a incorruptible inheritance waiting for you when you go home. Amen. <clears throat> now, let's go back to First Peter chapter five, and let's let's read here in verses five through six. It says, "Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder." Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. In Luke chapter 22, verse 26, but it says, But ye shall not be so... But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief, as he, as he that doth serve. In First Timothy chapter five, verses one through three, it says, "Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren, the younger, the the elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters, with all purity." Honor widows that are widows indeed. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21, it says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. In Job 22 verse 29, it says, When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, There is lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. In Matthew 23 verse 12, it's Jesus says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. In Luke chapter 14 verse 11. For whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Again in Luke chapter 18 verse 14. I tell you. This man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself, shall be exalted. In James chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. In Exodus chapter 10, verse 3, it says, And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go that they may serve me. Amen. Now, I know it's short here. Let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 5. 
And we'll start in verse 7 and we will read through verse 11. It says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by, Je by Christ Jesus, <clears throat> after that, ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Um, Psalm 55.22 Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Psalm 37.5 Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So we see in these verses that we must trust the Lord. We must put our focus on Christ. Even through trials and tribulation, tribulations and sufferings, our focus must be on Jesus Christ. And some, okay, so Psalm 37, 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. <clears throat> Excuse me. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 28. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap. Nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his, unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the li lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And Job chapter 1, verse 7, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and, walk, and from walking up and down in it. Can I tell you something? Satan wants to try to devour you. He is as... A roaring lion. Okay. Peter says your adversary the devil as a roaring lion. So Peter is not saying the devil is a roaring lion. He is comparing the devil to a roaring lion. Roaring lions are vicious and they will go about seeking what they can devour and eat. Satan, one of his attributes is like of that roaring lion. He wants to seek 
who he may devour. Okay. <coughs> now, this was not in my notes, but I want to go here. Revelation, I think it's Revelation 13 or 12. And let's start here. Let's start here. Um, Revelation chapter 12, so we'll start in verse 1. It says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with a child, cried, travailing in pain and birth, and pain to be delivered. <clears throat> and there appeared another wonder in heaven. <clears throat> Excuse me. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. <clears throat> and his tail drew the third of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered. What? For to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God. <coughs> that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. <coughs> Excuse me. So, Satan wants to devour like a roaring lion. Okay? And we see that example in Revelation chapter 12. Okay? Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 15, it says, As a roaring lion and a raging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. In Mark chapter 4, verse 15, it says, And these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Gobble. Devour. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter two verse eleven. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. James chapter four verse seven. It says, "Submit yourselves therefore to God, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you." Um, Zechariah chapter three verse two. It says, "And the Lord said unto Satan." The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? 
In Colossians chapter 2, verse 5, it says, For thou I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in spirit, in the spirit. Joying and beholding <clears throat> your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 17. Comfort your hearts and comfort your hearts and establish you in every good and every good word and work. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Romans chapter 11, verse 36. <coughs> it says... For of him, and through him, and to him, are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Now, we're almost done. Okay? We're almost done. Believe it or not, we are almost done. Let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 5. Pick up in verse 12, and we will finish off 1 Peter 5. And we will finish the book of 1 Peter. Now, 1 Peter chapter 5, picking up in verse 12. It says, By Salvanius, a faithful, faithful brother unto you, as I suppose, I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein ye stand. The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus my son. Greet ye one another with a kiss of charity. Peace be with you, all that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> um, last three verses and we'll close. Because we're, we're about done here. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19. It says, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me, and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3, How that by revelation he had made known unto, the, unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in, a, in few words. Last verse, and we'll close for the night. Romans chapter 16, verse 16. Salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. And there's not much explanation, because that is the close of the epistle of First Peter. Well, what we just read was from Romans, but we are done with 1 Peter chapter 5. <clears throat> and um, I just want to exhort you, my brothers and sisters,
to stand firm on the word of God. These are some scary times that we're coming into. And it's only going to get worse. Amen. It's only going to get worse. I just want to let you guys know, for those of you that are not saved, there is still time for you to be saved. Okay? Tomorrow may be too late. Amen. Tomorrow may be too late. Today is the day of salvation. Okay? But there's still time to be saved. But that time is running out. The question I have for you, for all you that are lost, are you going to continue... Are you going to continue in your ways? Or are you, will you be willing to come to Christ when convicted? When the Holy Ghost reproves you of sin <coughs> and convicts you of sin, will you choose Christ? I hope so. I want to send, I just want to say something to all those who profess to know Christ, but are not possessors. You need to get right with God. And you need to make sure that you're truly saved. Because most of the time, people who, who profess to be Christ... And not possessors of Christ are most likely not born again. Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. Jesus also said that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. So I want to encourage and admonish you, those who profess to be him. Repent of your sin and get right with God. Get truly right with God. Don't pretend to be something that you're not. If you're truly, if you profess to know Christ and yet you know that you're on your way to hell, don't fool yourself into thinking you're going to heaven. People who pretend to be people that they are not. They're called actors. <clears throat> and you want to know those kind of people that pretend? You want to know some actors? Let's see here. False prophets. They come to you in sheep's They are wolves. They come to you. Wolves and sheep's clothing. Wolves and sheep's clothing are not sheep. Wolves and sheep's clothing are bad actors.
but deceptive actors. Marvel not that Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. Satan is like the ultimate deceiver and ultimate actor. And boy, can he put on a show. And if you're not right with God, all you that profess Christ and not possess him will fall to a great deception that's coming. Let me tell you that if you... Now, I want to exhort you believers. If you cannot get these, these delusions and deceptions right now, when will you be able to get them right? Because if you can't get it right now, you won't get it right in the future if you don't change. Amen. So I just want to exhort you believers to hang in there. All, all the saints and God. If you're born again tonight, you are a saint. And remember this, that no matter what happens, you have, you have a incorruptible inheritance waiting for you when you get home. And God promises that it will be worth it all. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Our trial seems seems so small. Amen. I can't. I can't remember the words, but remember. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Amen. If Jesus suffered for us, shouldn't we also be willing to suffer for Christ and for his sake? I know it's tough. <clears throat> it's tough for me. It's tough for everyone. But remember... It will be worth it all. Amen. So listen, I hope this was a blessing to you. Um, that concludes our study and our and that concludes our study through the book of First Peter. Okay. Um, so just a really quick reminder. Uh, next week there will be no Fishers of Men broadcast. I will not. I'm taking uh, basically. Um, in two weeks, we'll come back and we'll start the book of James. Uh, but I'm going to be taking a week's, uh, about a week's worth of vacation. We'll be actually, it'll be a lot longer than that. It'll be like two weeks. Um, if you actually really look at it. So, um, I'm going to be taking a vacation next week. Uh, so I'm, I got family coming over, so I want to spend time with them. Um, so there will be no... Fishers of Men broadcasts next Tuesday. Uh, and then not this Sunday. Uh, actually, next Sunday I might do a video. This Sunday there won't be a video, okay? 
So this Sunday and next Tuesday, there'll be no videos. Um, they will. There will be a Friday night fellowship for uh, Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. So stay tuned for that. Um, but then after Friday, I'm gonna kind of go on a on a week's vacation, and uh, actually I should say a week's staycation because it's mainly gonna be staying here. So um, you guys pray for me, um, pray for my weeks. Uh, do <clears throat> please do pray for my ministry. Pray for my prayer requests, my unspoken prayer requests. Uh, please do pray for me for God's leading. Um, in my life, and uh, pray that God would be glorified. Amen. So hopefully this is a blessing to you. Hope that you guys got something from this. Um, but other than that, that's all I got tonight. So I love you guys. You guys have a great and blessed evening. God bless you guys. I love you. And uh, Lord willing, we will see you all on Friday for Friday Night Fellowship. Okay? God bless you guys. Love you. See ya. Bye.